Open your Bibles, please, to the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter number 21. This thing's not even. Proverbs chapter number 21. Verse number 25. I'll read out loud. You read along with me silently. We'll read this together. Proverbs chapter number 21, verse 25 and 26. The desire of the slothful killeth him, for his hands refuse to work, to labor. He coveteth greedily all the day long, but the righteous giveth and spareth not. Father, thank you for the Bible. Thank you for Proverbs. Lord, as we read this, and you talk about so many different types of people, so it's not guesswork who the lazy man is, or the wise man, or the foolish man, or the simple man. You give the description throughout the book of Proverbs and other places. So if we're judging ourselves, we don't need to guess. If we are wondering what kind of a person that is, once we see their character, once we see their attributes, once we see how they handle themselves, compare that to the Bible, we should be able to read that right off the bat. No guesswork involved. So, Father, I pray that tonight I will be able to help your people. Thank you for the Bible. Thank you for this great gift that you have given to us. May we learn from it, Lord, not just carry it, but might we learn from it, write it upon the tables of our heart, how shall a young man cleanse his ways? By taking heed thereto to the word of God. May we do that tonight, and we'll thank you for it all in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Uh, you may want to take some notes tonight. There's some, some I think, some interesting things you'll, you'll want to hear about. Proverbs, let's, let's do this. In Proverbs chapter 21, verse 25 and 26, what is slothfulness? Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen a sloth, the animal, sloth. Uh, it's like they're never in any hurry to do anything. They turn their heads slow, they climb slow, they move slow. They're not in any hurry no matter what's going on around them. That's where our word comes from, slothful, from sloth, the way they act, their behavior. Sloth means lazy. Sloth, so the word slothful means full of sloth or laziness. So I'm going to talk to you tonight about a subject most people in America anymore just refuse to believe it's them. I'm teaching Proverbs to your kids in our school, <clears throat> and I'm trying to get across to them, why are we even studying Proverbs? I mean, what does it matter? So therefore, when you see somebody by their characteristics, by the things they do, uh, things like that, you don't need to guess. I don't know if they're kind of person I should run with or not. If you know the book of Proverbs, or you can look in there and say, is that me? Quit, quit wondering about it. If that's your attribute and that's your character and that's the way you behave, then it's you. And the same thing with this subject here. Many of the problems in America and that we're facing and pouring billions of dollars into, much of it is simply the outgrowth results of laziness. Now, we have been trained to think of every excuse we can on why that may not be true. Just follow me. People will not finish what they've started. 
Many people do not have jobs even though there is not a shortage of employment opportunities. So something's wrong here. Many people will not, not live within their means. Thus, they depend and expect and expect our government to offset what they need. When the fact of the matter is, our government is actually aiding people in staying lazy. We're pushing government spending and our national debt. Way, way, way. You couldn't do that. What they're doing, just, just spend more money. I mean, you have to. That's what our government's doing. And that's why we're running into trouble on multiple levels, but that's one of them right there. People will divorce every two to five years in the marriage and then blame on the immoral society in which many of them have created. We create the problem and we blame people for that. Many people will grow older and not have their needs met and blame it on Social Security system, not giving them more every year that goes by. Many will never own a new car, their own house, and blame it on inflation. You know, this isn't the first time inflation's ever happened. You, do, you, you knew that? Okay. No. One word which addresses many of these problems and excuses is the major reason behind most of it is slothfulness and laziness. People who move slow when they work, I have a real problem with that. Not to get into personal things, but many of our government programs meant to help people in tight situations. It's meant to help them in tight situations. There are people who genuinely get into a fix. They've never planned. They don't look forward to it. And somebody would like to help them. Now, first of all, I think our government has pulled away people from church and taken it upon themselves to do things that local church. It should be driving people to church and giving their lives to Christ and becoming a member of a local church. And that local church is the one that can help them. But see, we've done away with that. We we lost our kids to school because of that. Parents would not do what they were supposed to do. Churches stopped doing what they're supposed to do. So our government said, okay, we'll we'll have to do it. Now we wonder why they're governing our children. We can't get them back. The same thing with health programs and so on and so forth. We find out you can almost drive through a neighborhood and tell who's getting government assistance. I was very poor when we were growing up, and my mom, she'd, she'd beat the dirt off of you. My mom would just tell you, just because you're poor, you're not going to act that way. Just because you're, now what do we tell you? They're poor. That's why they steal. And then, so let me get this right. When you're poor, people steal. Huh. I know poor people that don't do that. That's like saying all rich people are happy. I know some that aren't. You know why? Because it's not true. That is not what's true at all. It is easier to walk down the street and stand on a street corner or call churches for handouts than it is to get a job. Now, I'm setting all this up to let you know, laziness, there's nothing good about it. Nothing good about it at all. So it's much easier to do that. You'll never see a diligent, Bible-believing, obedient Christian become a tramp as long as there is a job somewhere that they can get. Yeah, they're doing jobs out there at Burger King. They work at Burger King and later on go to McDonald's and work there too. Yeah. Laziness. We just don't want to do that anymore. So I'm going to give you some things here tonight. Uh, you may want to write these down. I'm going to talk to you about laziness. Go to Proverbs chapter number 26. We're going to be in Proverbs a lot tonight. Proverbs chapter number 26. First of all, the lazy person does not believe he's lazy. 
He'll tell you every reason why it doesn't apply to him. So he doesn't believe that he's lazy. But look in Proverbs 26, 16. The sluggard is, are you there? The sluggard is wiser in his own conceit than seven men men that can render a reason. Lazy people are always complaining about obstacles and why getting a job and working doesn't work for them. Now you can have seven men over here give you all kinds of reasons on why this should work, but you're so bent, you, the church down the street, they're so bent on why they can't, they, like it says here, he's wiser in his own conceit. He has every reason, every statistics, every, every why, why not. And other people go like, yeah, look, you can get a job down here. Look, all you got to do is roll down your window and go, it says we'll work for food. I know you can get a job. That says inquire within. That says we're hiring now. That's a, and it says, it's, it's my back. I've never seen more people have thyroid problems and back problems in my entire life. So lazy people are always complaining why obstacles keep them from getting a job and from working. The slothful person is always waiting for a better opportunity. Always waiting for a better opportunity. This isn't one of those messages you're going to shout and scream about, run the aisles. Because the first thing you think about is, he talking about me? Slothful person is always waiting for a better opportunity, better conditions, better benefits. Therefore, sometime later I will. Do you know, if this is sometime later when you get out here, then this is sometime later. You never get to sometime later. So what happens is they avoid, uh, avoid and pay no attention. You need to stay away from people who make these kinds of statements. People who say things like this. Don't work so hard. Or you're going to waste your whole life away working. This is what lazy people and slothful people talk about. This is the way they talk about Whatever happened to an honest day's wage for an honest day's work? Well, I'm not getting what I deserve. Uh, probably, that's probably truer than you think. Lazy people may go to a job and put in time on a job, but they work very little on the job. And they have a lot of excuses on why it's not working. If you make constant excuses about fulfilling your duties in your Christian life, you're probably slothful and lazy. This this is where you want to do your own Bible study right now. Number two. Number two. I have 40 of these. No, I'm kidding. Number two. The lazy person never gets the task completely done. Never does. You say that's your opinion. No. Go to Proverbs chapter 12. Proverbs chapter number 12. Always like the person who goes, well, I don't look at it that way. No, this is the way God looks at it. This is the way God explains it. So watch what he says. I said the lazy person never gets the task completely done. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 27. Watch what it says. The slothful man roasteth not that which he took in hunting. But the substance of the diligent man is precious. This man went out and hunt and actually caught something, but he's not going to fix it. He's not going to prepare what he got. He got. He went hunting and he got it, but he don't want to fix it. He's not going to do anything with it. That which he shot. To the slothful person, every job is a mountain of horror. Man, you know what's going to take to do that? 
I'm going to have to do this, and I'm going to have to do that, and I'm going to have to do this, and I'm going to have to do that. So they do the first two and let the next five just go because, I mean, look, this is more than I planned on. That is a lazy, slothful person. They do not look at things as a door of opportunity. They look at it as a door, and right behind it is a lot of horror and a lot of things I don't want to deal with. To the lazy, school is a curse, not an opportunity to learn. If we don't get back to quit going to Google for all of our answers, we don't go there to read our Bible. I'm going to tell you something right now. You read your Bible on Google. It is not the same thing as reading a Bible that's sitting in front of you. What, what do you write your note on Google? Did you, did you write it on that page? You take your white out and... I know, you, you're real smart going like this. Well, you know there's a place to write notes, and don't even talk to me. Don't even talk to me. There's a huge difference between actually having a Bible. Okay, do you write in your Bible? Do you write on Google? Is that what you do? You let somebody else chew your food and then hand it to you. Read your Bible. Pray every day, and you grow, grow, grow. Okay, yeah, so. Working for parents, they believe, is a curse. Not an opportunity to show love and appreciation to them. America's kids, even many Christian kids, are just flat, lazy, and unappreciative. They they put in four hours and act like it's the end of the world. I have no more energy. To be to to the lazy, like I said, go to go to Proverbs chapter twenty four. I told you we're going to go to Proverbs quite a bit. Proverbs chapter number 24. I don't want you to take my word for it. I want you to see what God has to say. Now, again, this isn't just talking about other people. You may actually see yourself in this sermon. If it is, stop guessing whether it's you or not. God said this is the way a lazy person acts. This is what a lazy person does. This is the way a slothful person is. And so you may actually see yourself in there. Hold it. Now you can correct the problem. If you don't, then you want to stay lazy and slothful. So Proverbs chapter 24, look at verse number 30. Say not, uh, yes, verse number 30. I went by the field of the, there it is again, slothful. By the vineyard of a man void of understanding. He has no idea what he thinks he's doing. And lo, it was all grown over with thorns and nettles had covered the face thereof, and the stone wall thereof was broken down. This person had a field of opportunity and didn't do anything with it. I mean, literally had a field of opportunity. He had a field and a vineyard, and he just let it all fall apart. You know why? Because he wouldn't take care of it. Even the wall around it that somebody put a lot of work in to put a wall of it, it just all crumbled and fell apart. It just all crumbled and fell apart. It overgrew with weeds and the potential harvest never brought in and everything was wasted. Think of the opportunities that God gives so many of us all the time. Think of all the opportunities in America that is yours. If you would read, work, look, if you just stay consistent and work hard, most people, they hire you in a minute. People that leave here and go to jobs and have to get a job out in the world. By the way, don't you bring a bad testimony upon this church. You use us as a reference and then you're lazy and don't follow through. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. But I'm told all the time, if you have any more people like that, we'll hire them. Had a guy walk in here one time right off the street. Walked right in and said, hi, my name's, I'm going to make up a name. My name's Dave. I'm looking for a job. You know where I can get a job. I said, I don't even know who you are. 
They say, you need a job, I'm just supposed to, so I'm supposed to go to our businessmen and other people I have connected and just get you a job. I don't even know who you are. So you know what he told me? He told me his name. I said, I don't know you. He said, no, I'm a good worker. I'm supposed to take this guy's work. I just met the guy. He didn't come to church here. I don't know how he lives. Don't know who his friends are. Don't know what his background is. Yeah. He just walked in and said, can you help me get a job? Ever wonder sometimes you're here a long time and somebody that's here a shorter time than you got a job or an opportunity or a position? Okay. Uh, Brasilia? It still amazes people how short a time he's been here. And you think it's a union job. I've been on a job longer than him. I should be in the next place going up there. It doesn't work that way. First of all, it's not just whether you're talented enough to do it. You have to fit in to the mix here. This is what's killing people on the job. They, they, they know everything, but they, don't, they won't fit. There's no unity there. There's no getting along there. Therefore, they, they, a person with all that education and stuff have become a thorn in the side of that company. So that can't happen. We don't want that to happen here. So what happens here, this can be applied, this, this whole thing about potential harvest and, and working and opportunity applied to your church and its buildings. Look, folks, I hate to see our buildings not taken care of. I don't like to see rooms not painted. I hate to see stains on the floor. I hate to see stains on, on the chair. I hate it, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. I don't like it at all. I grew up in a poor family. Where in the world did I learn that from? I remember when Monty Watts used to come here and he'd talk about the temple in the Old Testament. And if you read that, which you should be reading through your Bible right now, if you'll read that, you'll find out there were people there that were meant just to move things and put them where they belong and keep things clean and everything prepared. Why? It's the Lord's house. That's where the Lord's going to represent himself. It's very, very important that a place looks nice and it works the way it's supposed to work. The same thing with your house. Do you take care of your place? That's just material stuff. Who gave you that house? Look, when we first moved here, after we finally did, we lived down on Belvedere, near Belvedere and Mound Street. You know where that's at? You know where the elementary school is right there? Right across from there, and you go down Belvedere, the first house on the right as you're heading north. On Be- hey, I'm doing good, aren't I? Uh, you'll see a two-story house there. We mo- it was a rental. I mowed the dirt. I'm sorry, the grass. I trimmed the dirt, I mean the weeds along the edge. I swept off the grass that I mowed. I cleaned up the yard. I trimmed the bushes. What in my place. But Pastor Bell's living there. You understand? There are people even in my neighborhood cut the grass and throw it all out in the street. And they'll leave it there till the water finally eventually washes it away. And that's what people, well, eventually the water will take it down the drain. I'm simply saying people do things like this because they're lazy. They don't take care. What about your appearance? What about your appearance? He said, preacher, why do you dress the way you are? I'm representing the Lord. Not just in church, everywhere I go. I don't wear shorts. I don't run around in swimming trunks. I don't run around muscle shirts. Could you imagine how how embarrassed you'd be because of this? That was funny. Anyway. So this can apply to church buildings and apply to the lost in Columbus. God told us to win them. 
Lazy churches will do anything but do that. So what do we have here is, it's a bad testimony when this happens. Your lawn, your appearance, your family. Again, you, look, some of you younger people need to start taking care of your kids. They're running everywhere. They're taking stuff. They're doing all kinds of things. And what you're doing, you're busy in fellowship. Oh, oh, hey, we're having a great time tonight. Yeah. And your kids are stabbing people and knocking folks over, stealing stuff out of offices. And you're thinking, my kids, they do okay. They're not hurting anything. They're not. How do you know? You haven't seen them for an hour. So number three, you're welcome. Number three, the lazy person will always need a boss. You know, on this earth, I don't have a boss. These guys don't tell me what to do. They try to. They're very kind at it. Preacher, um, have you considered what they're trying to do is tell me something, okay? And then when they do it once, I just kind of stare at them and blink real slow. Like, did you just tell me what you think I should be doing? I don't tell them that. I just stare at them. And they get the picture. The lazy person will always need a boss. I don't have an earthly boss. I'm in here before anybody else is in the morning. I still need to have my quiet time. I still need to go to my office. I still need, even if you say, well, I don't know what you're doing in there. You know I'm here. And that consistency speaks to you that, yeah, I need to get there too. I need to get there too. This is what's important about all that. So Proverbs chapter number 12, verse 24, if you'll turn there. The lazy man will always need a boss. What is it? The hand of the diligent shall bear, bear rule. The hand of the, the person who stays at it. The person who works hard and stays at it. Watch what he says. But the slothful shall be under tribute. You always have to have somebody else watching over you or you don't get anything done. And even then, you're always looking for some reason to get out of things. The slothful person has no self-starter. Do you know, even when I worked on, it didn't make a difference how big of the job is. When I worked on the, B, the B-1 bomber, the, the first one that they made, they had these gigantic GE engines. And I mean, they were huge, very impressive. I mean, they would go from that wall probably to here and probably take up most of this area like that. And, and they had, I think, four of those on there. And, you know, they couldn't get them to kick over. They were too big. There wasn't enough on that plane to get So what they did, they got smaller engines to start the bigger engine. Somebody figured out, said, you know something? It's a great plane, but we need something to get it started. You know something? You need to have a self-starter. You're not that big. You, you can't get things started. You need to have a self-starter, and that's what happened. The slothful person has no self-starter. He must have a boss, or he gets nothing done. Folks, if, if you're not working that much, and every time you turn around you fall asleep, something's wrong. I mean, something's wrong. I, I said, something's wrong. I'm saying, Dan's awake. Brother Usher's awake. We're old people. Right, Dan? Okay, thank you. Brother Usher? Oh, yes, you are. Yeah, we are. Yeah. You're still a Marine, though, right? boy. There we go. The lazy man's philosophy is nothing is so important that we can't put it off until later. Why does it need to be done now? We have all day Thursday to get it done. We have all day on Monday after the weekend to get it done. They're always putting things off, and things just keep piling up, and now it's so big, I don't even want to get started. The slothful man never stops to consider he must give an account to God for his work. Not just your boss. The Bible said we're supposed to work as unto the Lord. Not unto men. Not as eye pleasers. If you go to work and say, well, people will watch me. I'll try to work real hard. 
You're not right with God. There's no way in the world you're right with God. Because when you don't think they're not watching, you change. And that's not right according to the Bible. The slothful man perceives leadership as a negative. Because all they see in him is how he is never doing his job and he's never where he's supposed to be. So to them, that's negative. The trait of a slothful person is complaining. Always complaining. Always complaining. When are you going to get this done? Matthew, do you know what I've been? Complain, 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 complain. Now, I'd like to be there the day you went and interviewed for the job. Look, I, I know you don't know me. I, I can get you some references, but trust me, you get me here, you'll not regret it. I'll work hard. You're not there too much, and you're telling everybody how you would change the whole company. Yeah. What kind of idiots run this outfit? The idiots that evidently hired you. Yeah. Number four, a lazy person will ignore the principles of his employer. You're not there to tell them how to do things. I know you're highly educated and you've got a lot of background. Then why didn't you build your own business? Why didn't you start your own church? You, you want to tell me how this thing ought to be ran? A lot of people have left to start their own church. I wonder how many of them said, never mind, but don't even go there. So watch what happens here. Go to Matthew chapter number 25. Matthew chapter 25. Folks, you're not going to outthink God. And you're not going to outsmart God. And the way God says things are and the way God says people behave is the way that it is. So if you're sitting there making all these excuses on maybe is this you, like people standing on the corner. Seriously? The Bible talks a lot about the way we should treat the poor. A lot of these people are not poor. They're scam artists. The problem is I don't sometimes know which one's which. I said a lazy person will ignore the principles of his employer. Go to Matthew 25 and verse number 26. 25, 26. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and, what, slothful servant, thou knewest that I reaped where I sowed not. Now this, this is the guy who owned everything and employed him. This is my field I hired you. I'm paying you. You knew the kind of man I was. Watch what happens here. He said, Thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not, and gather where I have not strawn. Thou oughtest, therefore, to have put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received mine own with usury. He didn't talk anything about the guy getting paid. He said, You're working for me. Yeah. See, we don't like that idea. I'll have for so, what are we talking about here? Usually a person becomes lazy gradually. That's why the Bible says train up a child. I wonder how many people right now have their boys, especially. Girls need to work in the house, not on bulldozers. Not with work boots. You want to know how we end up with all the queers and transvestites? Don't, don't look at me that way. That's what's happened. Believe it or not, there's nothing in their genes that made them. And God didn't goof up and make them that way. That's a learned behavior because of our filthy society and going against everything. You're going to get me upset here in a minute. So what happens here is this. This servant, in, in verse number 26, 25, Matthew 25, 26, 20, this servant was rebuked and condemned because of his laziness. 
He was rebuked and condemned by, the Lord, by his master. He hired him, gave him a job, and said, you're slothful. You're lazy. You did not do what I asked. He knew the character and the principles of his boss. He knew. He even said so. He goes on down there and said, thou knewest that I was. And I knew you were an austere man. So you knew this ahead of time. You come to work for me and you knew I was that kind of a man. Now you're going to use that as an excuse on why you couldn't perform what I hired you for. Read the, read the text there. You'll find out what he's saying here. So what happens, he knew the character and principles by which his employer worked and what he expected, yet he did not obey. And the, and the employer said, here's the reason. You're lazy. You're lazy. So this, so this lazy person got fired. Lost his opportunity to work. Lost his opportunity to help his employer. By the way, when you hire into a company, you're helping the company build their company. If that company goes down, you're losing your job. If they can't pay people, you're going to get less pay. It only makes sense, help the guy above me, but what's our government doing? Tearing down everybody that makes more and starting businesses and building factories and building workplaces. Well, they don't deserve all that. If they didn't have that, you wouldn't have a job. So, here's what he's saying. And then also, to advance himself. When my employer goes up and, and business starts going up, if I'm faithful and work hard, we think they're going to get rid of me? No, they're going to take me with them. They're going to take me with them. That's just the way that it goes, especially in our society. Look, if you, show, if you show any kind of advancement at all in your behavior, if you even know how to say, yes, ma'am, they'll hire you on the spot. Where'd you learn to talk that way? You mean, yes, ma'am? There have been people leave your church right here that went to a business meeting among people who couldn't figure out what to do about a problem. They brought up one solution that was taught right here. How do I know that? Because they told me. And they said this. He said, here's what I was thinking about. Why don't we do this, this, and this? And they're all sitting around at the round table with their swords on there, knights of the round table. And they're all looking at each other going, wow, where'd you learn that? Uh, our preacher teaches that stuff at church all the time. They couldn't believe it because it didn't come from OSU. That's a filthy place, by the way. Amen. Number five, I'm just throwing in these little tidbits as we go along, okay? Number five, lay, the lazy person is weak and or soft. Go to Proverbs chapter number six. Go back to Proverbs. A lazy person, they're weak, they're soft. And here's the first thing you do. Don't tell me, I, I can bitch 150 pounds. No, I meant soft and weak in character, mentality, right. emotion, mental Amen. ability. You don't know how to push on when your feelings have been hurt. <laughs> Not, I'll tell you why I quit. Because they said they, they didn't think I was working right. Give a Th- thank you very much. Give me tissues that you said? Yes. Bless your heart. <laughs> so Proverbs, the lazy person is weak or soft. Proverbs chapter number 6. Did I tell you to go there already? Did I read that? Nope. Okay, watch this. Look at verse number 10. Go to the ant, thou, there it is, sluggard. Consider her weight. And we're talking about a small, small creature. You remember when they used to have ant farms? Anybody ever had an ant farm? You know what I'm talking about? Those little, little square things like that you'd set on until it fell over and ants got all in the house. And they'd have, and you'd watch them. 
Don't they ever sleep? The ants, somebody talk to me. The ants, no, don't Google, don't you dare Google that. Here's your answer, preacher. Do ants ever sleep? Every time I see them, they're working. Well, there's no future in that. Really? Ants are going to take over the world someday. Them and cockroaches. Watch what it says here. Look at verse number seven. Having no guide, overseer, or ruler. He's talking about ants. Provideth her meat in summer and gathereth her food in the harvest. Usually a person becomes lazy gradually. Strong people, strong people start making soft choices and start downward in becoming slothful. You move slower. Takes you forever to make a decision. Takes you forever to get the job done. I, 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 a soft person says things like this. I don't want to dig a ditch. I'm allergic to shovels. So you ask a dumb question, is that a right-handed shovel or a left-handed shovel? <laughs> Which one are you? Left-handed. That's a left-handed shovel. They say things like, I don't want to mow the grass. I like the natural look. That's why we don't mow our yard. Then you get real spiritual. Well, you know, it doesn't matter to God. Really. Have you ever read about the tabernacle? Have you ever read about Solomon's temple? In today's economy, worth probably hundreds of billions of dollars to build it again. Everything was pristine, expensive, shiny, perfect, right. Everybody had a job. Everybody did their job. Everybody had someone to respond to. And if you didn't, you were in deep trouble. So what happens here? Why make the bed? We're just going to get back into it tonight. I mean, what teenager hadn't thought about that one before, right? I don't know why I have to make my bed, get back in my bed. Because your mother told you to. That's a great reason why. I want to know what you're going to do when you don't have a mom that has to make you. Well, even then, somebody's going to make you. I'm asking you when nobody is going to tell you how to work or what to do, what are you going to do then? Your character is definitely going to come through to do nothing because that's what you've always wanted to do. Before long, making excuses to cover your laziness and choosing the easy way out becomes a way of life to you. Now, after all this time, it really is you. It's part of your character. You've done it so much like bouncing a basketball. You don't even think about why you make excuses, why you don't work when anybody is, why you think of every excuse you can not to show up to church or on the job. But what is wrong with showing up to work early? Or church. I mean, really, what, is somebody going to stab you when you get there early? What are you doing here early? Somebody shoot that guy. Nobody's going to do that. So on your way out, your boss says, hey, hey, before you leave, could you do this? Hey, I'm not on the clock. You know what I would say? You're right. You're done. So you're not on the clock at all anymore. I'll go to HR. Well, I'll sue this company. See, you're lazy. That's your problem right there. Number six. People who are sue crazy, they're lazy people. As soon as you, aren't you aware? Well, I didn't even call. The attorney called me. Huh, isn't that weird? wonder how that happened. Here's how it happens. Let me help you. You get in an accident. As soon as the police call it in or report it, you got every ambulance chaser in the world. They call them attorneys. Is waiting to hear, and then they're going to evaluate it. So you got a phone call thinking God set this up. 
No, Satan set you up. Number six. The lazy person hurts those around them. Go to Proverbs chapter 18. Proverbs chapter 18. Well, we're moving along now. Now, most of you have this all memorized, and I appreciate that. Thank you so much. I'll do all this work. You go like this. Huh, I think you made a mistake on that one reference there. That's all you got out of this? Proverbs chapter 18. Look at verse number 9. He also that is slothful in his work is brother to him that is a great waster. People who associate with lazy people soon find out he cannot be depended upon. And, and they'll have every excuse of why. You're late again. Well, here's why. Yeah, but you didn't do this. Well, here's why. No matter what the case is, you have a reason on why you cannot do what needs to be done. It is usually better to stay away from a slothful man. Just stay away from him. Why? Many times a company or a boss will try to accommodate the lazy employee's complaint. That's what we do in America now. So now come to find out, Morcelier is going to go to work. They told him, we'd rather you did not wear a suit or a tie. Well, it's no wonder our dress code's going down the tubes. We don't want you wearing shorts or jeans. We just want you to be, what, what's it, what was the term? What is it? Smart casual. Smart casual. Hey, smart casual. What does that mean? We don't want to force this, but we can't have you doing this, so we're going to compromise. But if I was running the bank, you're going to wear a suit, and you're going to dress right, and your skirt is going to be down where it's supposed to be, and you're going to talk like a person that's wanting business from other people. Amen. Yeah, can I help you? What can I do for you? Yeah, I'll sign in over there, and, and we'll get somebody to help you here in a minute. I almost pulled my money and everything out of that bank today. Because the kid that they hired has no idea what he's doing. He said, well, he's learning. You should have learned before you got on the job, and now you just have to have somebody kind of guide you. So... Uh, you want cash back? It says right on there, if you want cash back, sign here. Also, that's a deposit slip. Inept. Lazy. Don't want to learn. Don't want to learn. Oh. Many times, it come, like I said, are trying to accommodate. Or what happens soon, it finds out not only will they not work, now their sluggishness and their slothfulness and their laziness now is infecting other people to act the way they do. You want to know why I try to come in early and keep going even at my age? Because I can. No, because I'm trying to set an example for other people. Well, I don't think that matters. There's your problem. Why do children have to say yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am? Yes or no. Why? What's the big deal? Can't you obey your parents without saying that? You want to capture a lost world in America now, their attention? Let your children show proper respect. And they'll want to know what aisle down in Walmart you went down and got one. Man, would you pick up kids like that at? You don't. You grow them. You don't pick them up. So what happens here is 
Well, you say, preacher, if, if you straighten them out, you're just going to hurt their feelings. And he already has low self-esteem. Everybody's going to get a trophy, whether you're a loser or not. You're a winner. No, you're not. Toughen up and come back next year. And it'll be the moms. They just don't feel right about that. And it's not fair. I mean, it's not like it's a life or death. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Regardless, if someone does not help change the work habits and characteristics of a lazy man, he will soon begin to pull other people right on down there with him. Number seven. A lazy person is not known for his love of others. Well, it sounds like it's getting personal. Hmm. Go to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. <coughs> Look at verse number 9. A lazy person is not known for his love of others. He's selfish. Thinks of himself first. He's lazy. How many times, mom, dad, do you have to tell your kids, take out the trash, take out the trash, take out the trash? Seems like that's the first thing a boy has to learn, right? Take out the trash. You don't really need a lot of instruction. Take them out one time. Lift up the lid, make sure it goes in there. Okay, you got it? Okay, take out the trash. (laughs) On your way out, you find out there's trash all around the trash can, blown across the yard. Did you put the trash in the trash can? Yep. What's the paper in the front yard for? Uh Uh-huh. That's a great answer. That's a teenage answer. Uh-huh. Proverbs 21. I'm sorry. Proverbs. Yeah, Romans. There we go. Let's go to Romans. Chapter number 12, verse number 9. Let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love and honor in honor, preferring one another, not slothful in business. By the way, after preferring one another, there's no period there. In context, he's still talking about the same situation. Not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. In these scriptures, it is describing the qualities of people who love each other. If you truly love others, you'll not be slothful in your treatment of them. That's their problem. I don't care what they think. I'm happy. If I said here, what's it to them? You do know that you're showing that you don't really love other people. This is sad even within families. Now, my boys and girls, when they're at home, I can't do anything about it, and you can't either, once they leave the home. Says, children, obey your parents. That's when they're in the home. When they leave, they still need to respect. But they got from underneath your obedience. Watch happens here. So, as I said before, lazy people care only about themselves. For a slothful person to care genuinely about others, he'd have to first quit caring so much about himself. But this is out of character for him. He will have to first, on purpose, train himself to not be lazy and give himself to other people.
there isn't anything good said in the Bible, period, about a lazy person. By the way, any person you can think of, God used, except that guy. Do you know why? He won't be used. I don't care if it's God. It's not going to do it. So let's go to the next one. Number eight, a lazy person leads a life of discomfort. I want you to stab yourself in the eye with a sharp pencil. You say, who would do that? A lazy person. You say, why would he do that? It's a good question. Go to Proverbs chapter 15. Proverbs chapter 15. Proverbs chapter number 15, verse number 19. When we were in Pakistan, we'd go into these desert villages, and it's pretty amazing how, how certain things would just say, I read that in the Bible. That's what that means in the Bible. That's an example of that in the Bible. Well, they would have these thorns. Remember that? They'd have these thorns around these villages. And all they were were thorn bushes that they cut down and started stacking up. And they would have them sometimes along a walkway. You know what that was for? You go over here. Ow! You move too far. Ow! So it's meant to keep you where you need to be. And to keep other things out that are not supposed to be in there. But watch what he says here in verse number 19. The way of a slothful man is as a hedge of thorns. Every time he turns around, he's getting poked by something. Somebody's talking about it. Somebody's picking on him. Somebody's aggravated. Somebody, they're always everywhere, like a row of thorns that as you walk down, you're getting stuck. Oh, everywhere you go. It's the thorn's fault. No, it's your fault. It's your fault. So he said, but the way of the righteous is made plain. Not a big deal. Got it. A lazy person believes to work is to be uncomfortable. You have got to learn to love work, not so much just the work, but the benefits that come from it. The Bible says there's profit in all work. Everybody likes profit, but it's kind of connected with work. We keep thinking, like to establish a church or, or live the Christian life, it's got to be a way we can get around the suffering thing. So now you have all your new, new Baptists out there teaching people there's got to be a way to get around this. See, it's the old Baptist that said you had to suffer. No, it wasn't the old Baptist, it was God. God said that. And the same thing with a lazy person. How are you going to get around getting stuck? You're not. Every time you turn around, your friend got a job and making this kind of money. Ow! And you're still doing nothing. Somebody else just got themselves a new car. Ow! You're still riding your bicycle. Always like that. You got these guys. Yeah, I'm a big time drug dealer. You're standing on a corner in the middle of the winter with your bicycle and a trench coat. Girls, I have a hard time understanding what you see in some of these thugs. Seriously, I have no idea. They got more metal in their face than you have in your toolbox. Tattoos. Look, when they get old, you're not even going to be able to read them. That baby's face is going to look like an old maid by the time his skin all starts falling. That's a picture of my baby. I'll never forget my baby. How about you living right? See, you got me going again. A lazy person believes to work makes it uncomfortable. But sad to say, by the time the lazy person figures this out, if they ever do, his own character is now so embedded with doing things wrong and being lazy. Now that's just him. It's not impossible. It's a lot harder to do. See, this is why the Bible said train up a child in the way it should go. Here's what we're doing. Don't lie. Say, yes, ma'am. We're doing all of that. We're not teaching them to work. We're not teaching them to do without some stuff. 
How, how, how often throughout the day do your kids eat? What would happen if you said, you're, like my mom, you said, you're not eating until supper time? But I'm hungry. You're not eating till supper time. And then on top of that, you know what you do? You eat what I fix or you're not eating. What kind of a mom is that? It's, she, she was, a, she was a, a jailer is what she was. What kind of a mom would tell you you're not eating anything till supper and at supper you'll eat what I fix or you're not eating? There wasn't anything. What do you want to eat tonight, your brother? What would you like to have tonight? Oh, you, would you like something else? What mom... Who talked us into that stuff? Teach your children to work. Work. And please, don't pay them. I'm talking about the things they ought to do. There's no way in the world I'm paying my kids to clean up their room. I'm not paying my daughters to do the dishes. My boys used to go with me when I'd lay carpet. Boy, I'd get on them too. Because here I'm picking up this big roll. I said, okay, you just watch daddy. Monkey see, monkey do. You stand like I do. They couldn't figure that out. And you grab the carpet like this. They couldn't figure that out. I said, now both of us together going like this. They're struggling for all the work. And you know what I'd say? Get that carpet up on your shoulder and get, dad, I can't, shut up. Get it up on your shoulder and get it up there now. Hallelujah. Guess what they did? They got it up on their shoulder. I want to hurt their feelings. Mommy, quit raising your boys and let daddy have at it. Or a good man in the church. We've got a lot of people in here who don't have dads. That's not an excuse for you to do what you want to do. God has always filled the empty holes that the, that the world has put in your life. God said, I can fix that. Why don't you go over to Brother Usher's or, or Brother uh, Chris's and say, is there something over here I can help work with? Without going, I'll work for you for $100. You know what I'm going to tell you? Nah, I got it. I got it. This last snowfall had two kids come up. They wanted to shovel the snow. Well, first of all, I've already done it twice. I have a double wide driveway. It's double lane. It's it's enough for four cars to park on there, plus sidewalks along the side there. Plus, I had the longest sidewalk going around my house, and I, I, I shoveled that three times, one day, one right after the other. For some reason, God said, it's just going to keep snowing. Now, here's what most people do. It's just going to keep snowing. Why shovel? I'm very concerned. First of all, everybody knows that I'm a pastor. Yeah. Another pastor, is he ever going to mow his lawn? <coughs> See, now they're talking about the Lord. I have to be very careful about it, and you should be too, okay? So train up your children. Train them to work. Make it a part of their character. Well, they're not very good at working. That's where you come in. Teach them. (laughs) It's so funny. Coming up the drive, I told you this before, his son's walking around. He's walking up the street, and his son's dragging a shovel. He looked around and said, you don't drag a shovel. Put that up on your shoulder and catch up here with your dad. So he's running. Brother Pledger's just walking. You ever walk with him? He walks real fast. He got this little kid beside him going like this. You know, just going as fast as he can. And you said, what did he do about that? Made him keep up with him. 
we're, we're te- the things that most of us are teaching are right. We're just leaving out a lot of stuff that's very important. And one of it is how to work. You say, well, I live in the city. What am I supposed to teach? Find something. Break something and tell them to fix it. Knock down a pole and tell them, dig another hole so we can put a pole in there so we can fix a fence. Do something. Quit making excuses on how you can't teach it. If God talks about it, you can do it. So go to Proverbs chapter 21. The lazy person only dreams of success. Go to Proverbs chapter 21. You've heard this from your teenagers. Or maybe even little kids. Tell you what I'm going to have when I grow up. I tell them in, in class all the time. So those of you that keep dreaming about a Lamborghini... You can't spell it, but you want to have one. But you won't work even now. So what they're doing, they're dreaming. Doesn't hurt to dream. Oh, I beg to differ with you. Watch what happens. Proverbs chapter 21. Look at verse number 25. Proverbs 21, 25. This is our key verse when we started. The desire of the slothful killeth him. Why? For or because his hands refuse to labor. He has these big dreams, these big wants, these big some days I'm going to. And it's killing him. You know why? He won't work. He won't work. Now, watch what happens here. So he's talking about because he refuses to work, he has all the time to dream. So he watches TV, goes on Google, talks to Siri, has all these great dreams, calls his friends all over the world, and those that are working keep talking about the stuff they're getting. He dreams about that. And it's just killing him. You know why? Because his hands refuse. God said, God said, not me. God said his hands refuse to work. By the way, there's not an employer in his right mind that if you show up on time, you're honest and you work hard, that's going to get rid of you. Don't, don't, don't give me that stuff. That's going to happen. So what happens here is this. In Proverbs chapter 26, verse number 14, He becomes depressed, and now he can't sleep. A lazy person can't sleep. Watch what it says, Proverbs 16, 14. As a door turneth upon its hinges. Okay, ready? Ready? So doth the slothful upon his bed. You ever get a chance to be around a farmer or a rancher or somebody like that, somebody that gets up early, works hard all day? You find out they go to bed early, and they sleep real well. And they're not on pills. Do you know why they sleep real well? They work themselves to sleep. They're wasting their life away. See, they're fulfilling their dreams. You're dreaming and won't work, and therefore you don't have anything. And you think they're actually wasting time. You ever watch those farmers? Sometimes way up in the middle of the night, it's all according to how the growing season goes, you'll see them out there on their tractor. All you see, well, you don't see them. You see their headlights. And you'll say this, man, that farmer's out there in the middle of the night still plowing. It's time to work. Right. Nobody else going to do it. It's time to work. So what happens here is this. You ever wonder why farmers do that and sleep so soundly? Because they work. They work. And they fulfill their dreams. Ever wonder why teenagers and young adults stay up until midnight and they toss and turn in bed all night and say they can't rest? They don't work. I love this kind of preaching. But work or not, they still dream big dreams. Well, one of these days, you what I'm going to do when I get older? You what I'm going to have when I get to be an adult? You didn't mention one thing about work, though, did you? You act like work is a disease. 
Do you know in the garden, before there was ever sin, God designed for Adam to work? It wasn't a curse. It still isn't a curse. It just takes a lot harder work to make it produce. This is good. I like this stuff. Okay, we'll finish this up next week. Okay, I've got one, two, three, four, five more to do. Now, don't go away. Be lazy. Let's, hear, let's, let's, let's watch the rest of the movie now, okay? You come back, we'll, we'll find out how this thing ends. Well, for the lazy person, it's not good. There's a difference between being tough and strong and being a good worker. Don't take this wrong, but I was. I was tough, and I had a lot of abilities. I could play football all day long with, you, you name the guy, it didn't make any difference. You could have 30 on a side, which we did sometimes. Break out in fist fights and everybody's killing each other. Do it again the next night. But I didn't know how to work. My brother taught me how to work. My brother did that. In the military, I tried to get out of work all the time. I didn't like those in charge of me. I didn't like what they told me to do. And so I was going to do everything I could to not do that. Till I got saved. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe what you need is a different heart. Something that constantly wants to line up with God. And so when I ran into my brother, my brother worked harder than any two men I've ever met in my life. We were playing basketball one day, just as an example. This is the way he was. We were out at a church on the other side of town, playing basketball on the blacktop outside. It was like 98 degrees outside playing three on three. He never liked having me on his side, but he chose me anyway. So we're playing, and it was all tied up. I think it was like 20 to 20 or something like that, and we're playing to 21. And I just, I mean, I was exhausted. I mean, I was sweating like two pigs. I mean, it was bad. And I said, I'm done. He came over and grabbed me and pulled me off to the side. He said, you listen to me. They're as tired as we are. Right now, it's whoever wants it the, the most. That's who's going to win. You're not quitting. So you get back on that court, and we're going to finish this game. Hallelujah. You say, what'd you do? I saluted and got back in the game. <laughs> okay, what he says? I'm not going to do this. That's, that's your excuse for everything. You can't keep doing that. God says nothing good about a lazy man or a slothful man. Actually, he says a lot of bad about him. So if you're planning on doing anything for God, you better learn how to work. Amen, you just have to learn. W-O-R-K. Sweat. Labor. Physically get worn out. You'll sleep a whole lot better at night. Okay? Father, thank you so much.